0: Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so thrilled that you are with me this week. You are gonna be so encouraged by my guest. I know many of you are probably listening because you recognize her name, Jodi Maccabee. She is with me this week and man, we've been talking for, I don't know, probably close to an hour before we actually hit the record button and I have just been so encouraged by our conversation and what the Lord is doing in her family and through her family and um, just who she is as a person. This is the first time we've gotten to meet one another. And so you are going to be just as blessed as I have been so far. But before we get into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Jody Maccabee, I am so honored to have you on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Thank you for coming on with me today and just spending your time with us this week to encourage our audience. Tell us about you and your family.
1: Hi, Yvette.
0: Thanks so much for having me. Um, My name is Jody Mockabee.
1: I have been married for 18 years to my husband, and we have five children ranging from ages 16 down to 10-year-old identical twin boys. So we um, had them all fast and furious. At one point, we had five under five So, um, I truly know what it's like to be in the trenches that, you know, these young moms talk about. So yeah, I'm just really passionate about parenting and healthy living and, um, homeschooling, of course. So yeah. And we live in, we just moved to South Dakota about two years ago. So we're just now kind of getting to know the community here and just settling into a new place.
0: Yeah. So fun. We were talking about how both you and I are from California. We're California natives and um, it's a different world out there. It's so funny when you get out of California, you're like, oh, wow, there is something different, um, you know, to experience. And so South Dakota is one of my favorite places. We drove through there. While we were filming, it was actually on our way from Georgia to Washington to film with Heidi St. John, and I loved driving through South Dakota in June. It was, I I don't think I'd want to drive through South Dakota in the middle of winter, but um, it's absolutely gorgeous.
1: (laughs) It really is, and there's just, I've actually been enjoying getting to know the history of the state. I didn't know much about it prior to moving, and just understanding the hardship that a lot of the immigrants went through they, ca- they all came over here for independence and, um, they were promised, you know, 140 acres or something like that, um, for a specific homestead act. And yeah. so they were given the land as long as they homesteaded there for, I think at least a year or something like that. But I have just been reading book after book of just the hardship similar to little house yeah. the long winter that w- took place yeah. in South Dakota, but the same types of stories where crops will just be taken in an instant or blizzards will come and and ruin everything and people lose their children and just there. And then they'd show up to church two days later. It just was mind blowing. You know, they'd Mm. lose two or three children to a storm and then they would walk to church a few days later to be with their community and praise the Lord. And it's just been really beautiful kind of getting to know the history of the state a little bit and like the independence that that foundational you know character trait that the state has it's been really fun to kind of tap into that a little bit
0: yeah so fun it is so interesting how every single state has its own story right i mean because we read the story of america And we, we tend to kind of focus on that, but every state that we live in, you know, we're in Oklahoma now. And so we're still learning about Oklahoma history and the the native Americans who, who still live here, you know, and it's, it is fascinating because being from California, you don't hear a lot of, of history of the country because everything in California is just kind of new. And we just kind of stick to our own little, you know, way of life there, but, oh, there's so much to learn and, and so much adventure to be had. There All is. over this country. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. So that is it really is and just
1: culturally being able to experience a different culture of people, even, you yeah. know, it, we might not even be in a more diverse state, but cult, it's a totally different culture. And so for my kids to be able to experience that too, and I'm sure you mm-hmm. guys have witnessed that just moving to a different state Oh yes, it has its own culture to it yeah. as well. So that's been really fun to kind of experience that because they, they don't know much else other than California. So it's right. been fun for them to experience all of that. And yeah. food, you know, lots of oh, fried yeah. food here.
0: <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. I, I wouldn't oh, guess yeah. that. I, I always think of fried food in the South, but I wouldn't think of that so much in South Dakota. That's that's interesting. Lots of
1: beef. Beef is like, you know, you can't have a dinner right. unless it has beef. So definitely beef. But yes, the, the sides are typically fried and lots of casseroles. <laughs> Okay. So the kids are just kind of blown away over, you know, that that's a big difference from where we yeah. come from where everything's fresh and you can right. garden and plant year round and, you know, so it's been a different adjustment there with the food, but it's been good. It's been good. Yeah.
0: So fun. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say this is what you do
1: step by step and i've witnessed it over and over again both watching andrew teach and hearing from parents this is the best writing program we've made it
0: so easy and made it really affordable so any mom can teach writing to their children using our course and we guarantee it to try three weeks of free lessons visit iew.com Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their Creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview. Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. So tell us about your homeschool journey because you've been homeschooling for quite some time now. Did you start homeschooling from the very beginning in kindergarten?
1: Well, it's kind of funny if you want to consider preschool homeschool, which I don't, but Uh (laughs) I, I was always anti preschool and I had no intention to homeschool whatsoever. I just thought preschool would be a huge waste of time. You know, why would I spend money to send my child somewhere where they're going to, you know, argue over toys with (laughs) friends and then I would pick them up and they'd be snotty because they picked up something from preschool. So I, I never sent any of my children to preschool But I had no intention of homeschooling them. And we actually started them at a private Christian school. My oldest started, and he attended that for two years. And then my second son joined him right after. And uh, my oldest is a little bit on the spectrum. He has some sensory processing issues. And he would kind of ask in that second year that he was there to be homeschooled. And I just thought it was so interesting because I didn't think he even knew what homeschool was. He, Mm. we didn't have friends who homeschooled. I didn't even know where he got that word from, to be honest. And so (laughs) I would just kind of let it go. And, um, he had from the age of six to eight, this recurring nightmare that he would never share with us. It was always too scary for him to share with us. Mm. And so it would wake him up. He would be crying and, you know, we would pray with him and send him back to bed. And um, finally, when he was eight years old, he had it again, and we were able to get him to talk about it. And as he shared with us what he had dreamt of, um, both Jason and I were looking at each other because we were recognizing in childlike terms, he was talking about the book of Revelation. And it was just oh, wow. kind of mind-blowing to us, to be honest. He had never read the book of Revelation uh, we we actually prevented him from doing it. He did love reading his Bible, but we just said, that's kind of an interesting book that maybe we'll save for later when we can go through that as a family. And so as he's as he's explaining this, I believe it was around chapter 18 where he would wake up and it was before God came and won, you know, and so he had all these terrible nightmares of the beast mm-hmm. and you know you know all the stuff that goes on in revelation and so the good news is is that Jason was able to bring him downstairs and read the rest of revelation with him
0: and show wow. him God wins how it ends yeah. yeah
1: yeah and so after that he never had the nightmare again but then we were left with this burden of just what just happened you know mm-hmm. and and what can we do? This child is having these big, you know, dreams and ideas. And obviously we're not the ones planting them. And it's not even from something that he's read. So there, it was just like a mystery that we couldn't quite solve, but we felt this burden of an extra responsibility to just be there, be around, to be able to equip him on how to handle situations like that, or just speak about the word of God and um, be there, even though they were going to a Christian school, we just, the burden of being there and being present throughout the day mm-hmm. versus sending them somewhere, trusting that they're getting the word of God and, and their characters are being trained. And um, it, it fell on us really heavily. So we had um called a few mentors because we didn't really even know how to react to this. Like, how are we supposed to respond to this? This is so strange. And they prayed with us and just prayed that we would hopefully, you know, find some kind of purpose for, for that nightmare or that situation. And from that point forward, we both kind of felt this pull to homeschool and um, we spent some time, you know, independently praying about it. And we both had huge fears Um, I love a clean and and organized home. I I love my time. I actually enjoy working. I mean, I had big plans when all these kids would start school, you know, and so that would have totally messed with all of that. Um, And my husband was really concerned that I would, that he would come home from work and have a really stressed out, exhausted, bitter wife. And so we both had very valid fears, um, knowing who I am or who I was at that time as a person. And we just prayed about it. And both of us kind of searched scripture and came back with Deuteronomy six and just the visual of walking and talking with my children about the Lord throughout the day. And, and when we make food together and when they go to bed and just this idea of being with them at all times it was just this immediate charge and i felt like if i said no it would be complete disobedience and so we did it we we took the step and we decided to homeschool and i can honestly say that it has been the most beautiful decision the most fruitful decision and yes there are really hard days and moments and um you know, you you struggle with guilt and um, wondering if you're enough or what you're doing is enough, and that's all part of it. that That's part of the journey of sanctification through the process. Yeah. But for the most part, um, Jason comes home from work and he sees a very fulfilled family, and so it couldn't have been more opposite than what we thought it would wow. be for our family. And so we're just so grateful that that God used those dreams to just really shake us and and wake us up and decide to do something different for our family.
0: That's so cool. Isn't it neat how, when we follow God's plan, we have an idea of what it's going to look like. And God's like, no, no, just trust me. I've got this. Let me take you by the hand and walk you through it. And he does. And like you said, it is a beautiful thing and it's so fruitful and it's so amazing to homeschool our kids and it doesn't mean that it's easy. It's not easy. It's, it's a very intentional way of life. But man, there's so much reward in being the one to disciple and educate our kids. So we're going to talk more about that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at BJUPressHomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. We are back with Jody. Um, you know, I love your testimony about how God pulled you into homeschooling and he uses so many different ways to bring us as parents to our knees and just crying out to him saying, what, what do you want, Lord? What do you want us to do? How do you want this to look? And sometimes we don't have clear answers, except that God is just saying, just do it. Just be obedient and trust me to do what I'm asking you to do. And it's going to look messy for a while and it might look messy the whole time. But in the end, he's painting a beautiful picture that we can't always see. We recently did an episode with Zan Tyler about uh, Noah. We were talking about Noah building the ark and how he built it plank by plank. And as he was building the ark, he couldn't see exactly what the whole and picture was going to look like he could just see one plank at a time in it homeschooling I, I just can't get that image out of my head now because I think homeschooling is so much the same and that we're just building this this life of our family day by day minute by minute and it doesn't always look pretty it doesn't always make sense but God is saying just trust me just keep putting those pegs in keep you know putting those planks together and he's creating something amazing. So as you look back over your few years, you know, several years that you've been homeschooling, what do you have a favorite part so far of, of homeschooling your kids and having them home with you? I think that's
1: a good question because it probably depends on the day, what the answer would be. <laughs> I have a lot of favorite parts. I I mean, initially my first thought, especially just having teens and you and I discussed this before recording, but um, the connection aspect of yeah. it. I honestly think and and the arc philosophy or the arc analogy is such a great analogy. But I think the connection aspect of homeschooling is something that God intentionally called us to do for that purpose. Yeah. and i I see it because I'm such a manager of the home. i I do really well managing things, but I have a really hard time sitting and being with my children. Mm-hmm. And homeschool has made me do that. You right. know, it, it, they, if they're going to be educated, I need to be sitting with them and doing it, especially with the philosophy that we use, which is Charlotte Mason. So there's mm-hmm. so many books that we're reading through during the day. And they're all just tucked in every nook and cranny of my body, you know, and <laughs> I am physically touching them. We're emotionally talking about things. We're processing yeah. things together we're discussing. And that doesn't just end after reading the books because those stories carry with you right. and they translate to life experiences. And so then you're discussing concepts and ideas later on in the day. And there's just this constant connection that's happening that I look back and I just say, thank you God for calling us to do this because I would have missed out on all of it. I yeah. I would have managed our home well and our schedule and the logistics. And I would have missed all of the connection, which is really the most beautiful part of it, you know? So that's what I would answer today. But like on an, on an academic level, I would say I love learning alongside of my Uh. children to give them a beautiful education, something I never had, or even thought existed to, um, be able to read about, philosophers and, um, just men of character and, and to call that school. I mean, it's just such a blessing and a gift. So that would probably be a close second is I feel like I'm, I'm getting educated all over again, but this time with rich, good, true, beautiful, um, literature. And that is just so fun to do alongside of the children. So Those are probably my top two. I mean, I could go on and on the flexibility of it. You know, we are an active family. We hike and we ski and we love adventuring. And so to be able to, if there's fresh powder, just say, hey, bring the, let's bring our memory work in the car and we'll head up to the ski resort and we'll work on our hymns on the lifts. (laughs) It's just, it's such a cool experience to have with your kids. I, It's just yeah, there's too many favorites. I honestly could go on and yeah. on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and all of those things that you talked about go hand in hand. The relationships go along with the academics, which go along with the relationships, which go along with the adventure, and you're building memories with your kids that you would miss. You would not otherwise have those. And it's just different. It's a different way of life. And so yeah, it's I I'm with you though. I I I would put at the top of my list also relationships and the relationship that I have with my girls I would not trade it for anything in the world I absolutely love hanging out with my girls and spending time with them I love that we're at that phase now where you know they're they're we're kind of in the the friend zone and I'm still mom I'm still their authority but it's you know my oldest is going to be 17 this year and so you know only a, more than a little over a year and she's going to be officially an adult and it's just so interesting uh, to see how our relationship is developing. And, you know, my 11 year old, we're getting into those teen years with her as well. And it's just so, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful it really way of life. Is.
1: And so wholesome. I mean, my husband and I were laughing the other night because it was a Friday evening. And, you know, my children have friends, but it was a Friday evening. And my oldest son, who's 16, was playing chess with my daughter, who's 12. And it, they're night owls. So they, tend to play board games at night because everyone uh-huh. else is asleep and we were just laughing because I asked him when you were 16 were you playing chess with your little sister and he's <laughs> like no i was making out on the couch with my girlfriend oh, you know <laughs> and we were just laughing because it has just given us an entirely different perspective on yeah. what wholesome family looks like. And there is no rush to introduce them to the couch. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's let's take advantage of this. There's nothing wrong with a 16 year old playing chess with his 12 year old sister. So it's actually beautiful. And, um, yeah, we had a good laugh over that though, because we're just, it's experimental. We didn't have that experience. We had very typical high school experiences. So it's very experimental to kind of do it differently.
0: Yeah. So much fun. Well, we are out of time, but we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to continue talking with Jody about all things homeschooling, bring you some encouragement. We're going to talk a little bit about her new book. She's got a new book called the whole and healthy family. And so we're going to talk just about preserving the mental emotional and physical health of our families and what that can look like as part of our homeschooling world and environment in our home that we're creating for our kids and for our family. Um Jody, I know you're kind of all over the internet. <laughs> where is the best place for people to find all things Jody Maccabee? You can
1: mostly find me on Instagram at Jody Maccabee and I also have a website jodymaccabee.com where I sell um different learning resources and manuals and um, unit studies that we've done as a family. But those are the two places that you'll be able to find me. Um, I am not on Instagram a lot, but I try to get on there to just connect with friends and followers. And so, yeah, you can find me out there.
0: Sounds great. We'll put those links in the show notes so you guys can find Jodi and not have to go searching for her. Thank you for being with me today, Jodi. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Um, If you've not yet watched the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Invite your friends over. Invite your family over. Invite your neighbors over. Have a watch party. People are still doing that a lot. And it's so fun to hear the testimonials of people as they're watching the movie and the impact that this movie is having on their lives. It's a documentary by homeschoolers for homeschoolers that will open your eyes up to all the blessings and benefits of home education. It, it We don't paint the most beautiful picture. Um, you know, We we it's not perfect. Um, we're very realistic about it, but we really do bring the encouragement that you need. So schoolhouserocked.com. You can watch the movie trailer there. If you're like, what in the world is she talking about? Go to the website, watch the movie trailer, and then watch the whole movie. You will be encouraged. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye.
1: I'm Paul Hastings, the host of Compelled Podcast. We use gripping, immersive storytelling to celebrate the powerful ways God is transforming Christians around the globe. Listen to unique and compelling testimonies from people like Ron, who was sentenced to 500 years in prison at the age of 22. Ron knew that he was utterly alone. Or was he? Or listen to Virginia, an attorney defending Christians in court who one fateful afternoon came face to face with a trained assassin sent to kill her. With countless stories demonstrating the power of Jesus Christ to change lives, you can listen to Compelled on your favorite podcast app or by visiting compelledpodcast.com.